Welcome to Guiding Echoes, the show that loves to inspire and empower you to awaken your intuitive abilities and develop your psychic skills. I'm your host, Nicole Antoinette. Join me as we dive into exciting topics such as spirit communication, energy healing, intuition, consciousness, and so much more. The fun begins right now. And yes, the fun definitely begins right now. We've got a great show for you today. Today on the UPRN Network, we are going to talk about signs from spirit. So I'm wondering, have you ever experienced a sign from spirit? A door opening or closing on its own? The computer turning on or off with no one touching it? Butterflies, dragonflies following you around? What is up with that? Are those actual signs? Or is it just in your imagination? Hmm? <laughs> and if that sounds like I totally ripped off a line from Disney's Haunted Mansion, it's because I did. So today's guest is one of my good friends and a very gifted psychic medium. His name is Matthew Stapley. He has been a professional psychic medium since the age of 17. He's had his own TV show or rather shows. And he is a full sensory psychic medium. So we're going to go ahead and chat with him today about this wonderful topic. And he's also agreed to take on some of your questions later on in the show. So Matthew, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I can't host a psychic themed show and not have you on. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> What kind of monster do you think I am? <laughs> a good one. Like Maleficent, but the remake. <laughs> like the cookie monster? <laughs> yes, the cookie monster. That's nom, nom, totally, nom. totally who you are, for sure. <laughs> well, I do like cookies. I mean, like, I would be worried if someone didn't like cookies. Someone didn't like cookies. They're like, cookies are from Satan. We're like, people who, yeah, people who don't like dogs and cats, I'm like, go away. <laughs> or squirrels or chipmunks. Because you're the chipmunk whisperer. Is there somebody who doesn't like squirrels and chipmunks? That is terrifying. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, you have a little chipmunk buddy. I do. A few of them. Well, tell us a little bit about your chipmunk buddy because you post pictures of him and it's just like the cutest little thing. Aw. Well, there, so the, the one main chipmunk buddy, um, basically, if I leave the door open, comes in. I could be there like watching like the golden girls on TV or something. And the chipmunk just comes in and like crawls up and sits on my lap. And we watch golden girls and eat peanuts together. And that's kind of like a daily routine that, that, that I've developed, I guess. Um, and then there's the blue jays and the crows and, you know, they don't come in the house, but um, <laughs> they, they definitely, the blue jays seem to like to land on me and sit on my hand for whatever reason. So I'll take it. It's fun. It's cool. They're cute. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the blue jays and, and all the birds wanting to come in because I actually had a pigeon that came onto my uh, window here just oh, like two nice. or three days ago. And it was obvious he was trying to get in. He was a big he was a big pigeon, too. I was oh, like, no. you could be a small turkey for Thanksgiving. Like, that's how <laughs> big he was. And then I was so tempted to, like, see if he wanted to come in the room. But the first thing I thought of after thinking of, hmm, I wonder if he wants to come into my room is, you know, I don't feel like cleaning up the messes he would make. So I think it's actually a good idea that you don't allow the grackles and the crows and the birches in your house. Do you know what? When I was um, l a little kid, I had a pet pigeon named Elvira. Um, oh. And my friends found her i think they actually stole it from a nest is my adult opinion looking back yeah. 
but um yeah and, and i and i kept her and she had vet appointments and she lived at our house <laughs> it was probably the cutest thing and she didn't even know how to fly when i got her like i had to do the whole like building wing strength and and all of that and her first flight she took off flew around the yard and right back to me which was pretty cool oh that's very cool yeah. so when it comes to animals, a lot of people would associate that with a spirit sign. So what do you mm -hmm. think about that? When people talk about, you know, all these different crows that may visit them or you have animals visiting you all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, so for people who have maybe lost a loved one or they've been talking to their spirit guides more, can animals be a form of spirit communication? You know what? I, I, I'm going to go even beyond that. I think everything can be from um like nature and the plants that randomly show up to animals to even us if you think about it i mean um i i've got a, a million bajillion stories of people that have shown up on my path at just the right moment or just the right time and have inspired or carried some message with them i know that i've been blessed to also be a part of that as well and showing up in someone else's path at the right moment so yes i think animals can be i think plants can be one time actually here's a uh a uh, story quick story for you um right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, and uh, um like yeah i would say just as it was kind of starting and the snow had just melted this plant started to grow randomly in my yard and i've never had them there i didn't plant them the universe brought them through birds or, or something all of them were lung support tonics in herbal medicine so i thought that oh, wow. that was interesting. yeah so i think that a lot of the time plants can absolutely um also provide messages i think the universe is constantly communicating with us on some level and so when we allow ourselves to be open to that communication and to interpreting the symbolism that all of us are really finding every moment on our path then we can see that conversation unfold which i think is a beautiful thing absolutely so what are some common spirit signs that people may have so in terms of animals red cardinals are like probably the one that i hear about the most um next to that it would be doves and robins um in terms of just signs in general dimes have been happening forever uh number sequences that people see you know uh on their microwave or whatever uh, songs of importance coming on in the car right at the moment that they're needed yeah. all kinds of things like that you know i think those are probably the the big ones that everyone talks about for sure yeah in fact um right here in the chat we have someone saying i asked my grandma to show me cardinals when she's around and i've seen them ever since so yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and i think that um i think that all of us can be um aware of it i think that even if we just say okay universe like provide me with a message or bring my awareness to what i need to focus on right now i think most people within 15 20 minutes half an hour can start to see that conversation unfold i've always felt like we're not having a one-way conversation when we're speaking to the universe it's always answered there's always an answer Right. Yeah. And one of the things that I'll tell people too, when they're like, I've asked my loved one to give me a sign and I haven't gotten it. So what I'll tell them is we'll keep an open mind for one mm -hmm. and don't name the sign. Like don't yeah. tell them how to come through, let them surprise you and tell them, you like tell them, all right, grandma or 
Aunt Jackie or whoever it is on the other side. Like, I am open to any sign you want to give me. Make it blatantly in my face. Make it something so obvious that I can't deny it, can't refute it, can't say it's just in my imagination. Like, it needs to be the most obvious thing ever. And you have 48 hours to deliver. And usually, like you said, it's it's within minutes or hours. Yeah. And so when you take, um, when you kind of remove yourself from the equation, and you divorce yourself from that idea of, okay, I want to sign, but it has to be this. You're giving spirit more opportunity to play with you. Cause really that's what it kind of is for them. It's, yeah. it's, it's play. It's fun. And they can wow you. They can give you a sign better than what you even asked for. Hmm. Very much so. And I think if people want, if I can give people a quick exercise, they can do sure. um, if they're, yeah, if they're wanting to um, sort of do it more on purpose, like if you, have access to nature or if you even have like a YouTube video with nature on it, like, you know, I know there's a lot of videos of people walking through the woods and stuff like that. Um, what you can do is like set an intention, um, do some meditation, maybe some prayer work, something just to say, hey, I would like, you know, to have an answer to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then go on that nature walk or go, um, even if it's in the city, go through the city, go online, watch, you know, somebody walk through the woods on YouTube. Um, anything like that. And what you want to do is you want to see what you're drawn to. And there's no right or wrong things to be drawn to. You could be drawn to animals, plants, wind, clouds, um, telephone wires, a car, like whatever it is that you feel is is an important symbolism. And you want to make notes of that either mentally or bring pen and paper with you. When you get back home, you can pull apart that symbolism. And it's very easy to do if you just write in like, I don't know, yellow car symbolism or like blue jay symbolism or weird grass symbolism. And, you know, you'll get pages of interpretation. And then what you want to do is go with what resonates the most with you and build your message out of that. And you can do that for yourself. And you can even do that on behalf of other people with their permission as well. I think you are muted. Yes, I am. Good call. So one of the things that people often wonder is how can they know the difference between an actual sign and just their own mind trying to put things together? Sure. Um, so resonance is the big thing, right? So um, if you see something that speaks to you as a sign and you you feel at like a heart level at, at almost like a, a like a deep profound sometimes even connection where you're just like i know this is a sign i don't may not even know what it means but it's a sign and you have this draw or this pull towards it then it's a sign i think it gets murky or cloudy when somebody's saying something like you know oh maybe this is a sign but i'm not really sure and i don't really have much of a gut feeling on it then i'd be a little bit more like okay is this because you want it to be this way or or whatever but i think if somebody has that pull that draw that resonance that's a really good indicator that this is a communication from spirit yeah i think so too because feelings and emotions are and impressions play a huge role in spirit communication. Mm -hmm. And so if someone who doesn't consider themselves to be a medium, but is still intuitive, and maybe they haven't even practiced their intuition much, if they see that sign, they see that symbol, and they get like the chills, or they just have this inner knowing, then yes. I agree that that's, um, that's a good indication that is a message from spirit, because you don't normally have that when something normal happens, <laughs> you know, 
know, no. if, yeah. if you see a butterfly pass by and you don't feel anything and you hardly even recognize it, that's, that's obviously like, it's no big deal. But yeah. if there is something that feels significant about it and it somehow you have an emotional response or a physical response to it, um, that could be a spirit opening your eyes and just saying, Hey, I'm here. Very much so. And and it doesn't have to be really big, crazy things. I mean, one thing about spirit is we're often, um, it, it, we're often, I'm not, not there yet. Um, <laughs> unless there's something about this radio show, I just don't know. Um, but, um, what, I think we're often expecting signs to be this giant Las Vegas strip style lights. And, and it often isn't. The communication of spirit is very subtle, even for it people is. like me and you who who do spirit communication and we're mediums. I think that it's it's a very subtle thing. And when people learn to sensitize them, for lack of a better word, sensitize, sensitize themselves to that type of communication and realize that it's not so much a focusing as it is a relaxing of their consciousness um, and their conscious awareness, then they're more likely or more able to receive that information more easily. And one way people can do that is um, through meditation, through prayer work, through, you know, setting intentions, affirmations, but also taking the time to listen for the communication to come back. And, and even though it's very subtle, doesn't mean that it's something that can't be missed. And I think the other thing that spirit has always told me, and, and I really believe it, is if somebody is meant to know something or they're meant to receive a sign, they're not going to miss it. Like there's no way they're going to miss it. Well, that's good to know. And I think that is, um, I think that's going to be very comforting for a lot of people who are listening to this right now, because I know that there's people who, you know, have recently lost people who are very precious to them. And some, you know, sometimes people go through that season of life where they don't lose just one person or two people or three people that they'll, they'll lose quite a bit. And so they, they almost terrify themselves with this thought of what if I miss the sign and what if yeah. they, he what if they're talking to me and I can't hear it, you know? And so in a way that I don't think that really blocks the sign. Mm -hmm. I agree that the sign will still get through to them. Oh yeah. But if they're in that spirit of worry that once it gets in, those are usually the people that are also like, but was it really a sign? Like, I need a sign here, sign. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and I, and I, man, I get it. Like, I've totally been there. I yeah. can read all day long for everybody else. But when it comes to myself, I'm like, no, but really. Like, right. <laughs> are you sure that this like letter that has just floated down from the heavens with my name and social insurance number on it is really for me? You know? <laughs> no, I, I get it. I mean, I think that's that's human nature as well. I think so too. And I think that there's actually something healthy. It's it's good to have a healthy amount of skepticism. Yeah. Because oh, you don't want to yeah, because you don't want to be one of those where you are making the sign out of everything like, whoa, what does the straw mean? <laughs> you, know? you know, and I've been there. <laughs> like, yeah. that, catch me in the past when I had a crush on a guy, Nicole, and like everything <laughs> in the planet became a sign or oh. not. Uh, yeah, no, I know. So. I think we're all a little guilty of that one. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, so we yeah. do have a question about signs in here. So Missy Jade is asking, can I please ask what number sequence means? I see number sequences on my phone all the time. 1111, 1212. Thank you. So what do you think? What do you think about number sequences? So I I asked the spirit world about this a long time ago. I was doing a public speaking uh, event. Uh, I don't remember even where it was, but it was many years ago. And somebody had asked that question. And I thought, well, you know what, 
like i don't know the answer and we'll throw it up to upstairs and see if hr in heaven has a response <laughs> so um what they basically told me was that because there's so much available information on the internet and other places books and all of that on what number sequences mean it's a very easy tool for the spirit world to use to communicate with mm -hmm. us because if you go to Google and you say, okay, what does 1111 mean or 1111 angel number or 1111 spiritual? And you do that with pretty much any sequence of numbers. It doesn't even have to be, you know, matching numbers. It can be anything. You're going to get about 20 pages of numerologists, angiologists, oh, yeah. all these people that have interpreted these different sequences. And so really it's a very easy way for the spirit world to communicate with us because the message is there. All they have to do is make the numbers stand out and get you to resonate with it. And that, that I think is um, not an overly hard thing for them to do. I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and I love that you pointed that out because I get people asking me all the time too, like, what does this number mean? What does this number mean? And the first thing I ask them, well, what does it mean to you? Like, yes. what is, what is that? Is this a lucky number to you? Is this a birthday? Like, what does it mean mm -hmm. to you? And, um, and that's the thing, like spirit does a wonderful job of giving us messages using, um, using our own understanding, using our yes. memory bank, using oh, yeah. our interpretation of things. So like, even with the dream, if someone has a dream, and they'll tell me like, I had a dream that I saw a red lion. What does it mean? Again, it's like, well, what does a lion mean to you? And what yeah. do you associate with the color red? And once they're able to like decipher that on their own, the dream makes sense. Yes. So spirit is very creative and intelligent and fun in the way yeah. that they get these messages across. Agreed. And I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, and I think that the coolest part actually of, of all of that is just that it's continuous proof of how unbelievably loved and supported we all are as as people and um i think that's my honestly my favorite part of all of it agreed okay so we have another numbers question and mm. i just want to see if we're going to be on the same page in this one because i have sure. an idea of what this one means so this is from mary jane johnson mary thank you for submitting the question she says my son, who is a cop, gets numbers 911 all the time. Bills, receipts, clock, etc. What does that mean? Hmm. Well, I mean, the, the, most, the most obvious is that he, he works for, for the police department. And so it could be an honoring of his work. Now, the number nine usually means endings and 11. Usually it's a master number or a leadership number. Um, so he, you know, it, it could be saying that he helps people. It could be an, an acknowledgement that he helps people at those like pivotal moments within their lives. Um, it could be that. Um, yeah. What do you think? I'm so not I see it. <laughs> I see. I'm oh. not either. Um, I see it as a sign that he's on the right path. I see it as a as a sign honoring him and just like his angels and guides and spirit team constantly telling him like you're doing the right thing. Because let's be honest, being being a cop or being a fireman, being a first responder, it is not easy. Like no. the the training is strenuous. The things that they see, um, like a cop would take a bullet for you. Mm -hmm. You know, a cop would take a bullet for you. A good cop <laughs> is doing their job. And that's and that's kind of terrifying. And so I'm sure that, um, you know, and then also when you work in different government capacities, there's going to be things that you see that make you wonder, gosh, should I even still be here? Like, should I leave yeah. my job? You know, there's a lot of doubts that start to flood your mind. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if the numbers 911 were, would start popping up for him. 
-hmm. when he was in a state of um, like he was about to leave or he was questioning if this was the right thing for him. So to me, that would be a sign like, nope, nope, stay still, stay where you are. You're you're needed here. Good job. <laughs> I like that interpretation. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So let's see. Uh, Veronica asks, what does it mean to dream about your floating in your dreams? It's like you're flying. I've had these dreams about myself a few times. Oh, the flying dream. That's a fun one. You know, I would I would interpret that um, as possibly even just astral travel or, you know, actually being in a heightened um, dimensional space while you're dreaming to do in my mind to do proper dream interpretation we actually would need a lot more a lot more detail um when i do dream interpretation i do something similar to the jungian method by carl jung which is where you interpret the person having the dream um as one meaning or one perspective and then you do that with everything and everybody else in the dream so you would be yourself you'd be the floating you'd be the environment you'd be the other people and all of that and then you pull apart that symbolism to understand what the message may be but right off the bat uh, you know i would say there's probably an astral projection astral travel component to your dream yeah i yeah. think so too all right. So what are some other interesting um, signs that you've gotten from spirit? Oh, um, so the, obviously the millions of animals. Um, right. <laughs> so when my mom was passing away, um, which was a long time ago, every time I looked at anything that had numbers on it, the 444 was there every single like for eight days because that's she was in a coma for eight days uh every clock every like monitor every thing on my phone like everything had 444 so that was one number one that came to me that was pretty significant uh at a very significant time and of course 444 rep represents angelic presence or the presence of of angels around you or helping you or guiding the situation so for me that was like a pretty big one i would say yeah, that's amazing. Oh, gosh. Um, a spirit sign that I've gotten. Oh, I, I should have thought of that before I started the show. I can't even think. <laughs> now that I'm on the spot. <laughs> um, you know, for me, a lot of times I find that it's dreams. And mm. it's um, and the spirit signs that I get are more um, intuitive. Like they're those, those pools that I just kind of feel and sense. So mm -hmm. I don't know that I've gotten too many signs from spirit. Like I, I, I don't recall a time when I saw a butterfly and was like, Oh, Hey, that's, that's, that's a sign. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Wait a second. That's not true. Okay. I just, <laughs> I just remembered this. So three years ago, Oh, it's, see, even with that, I think that's funny how spirit works. Cause I think they just orchestrated that even where I'm like, I've never seen a butterfly as a spirit sign. Yes, I have three years ago. I was feeling so depressed and just like feeling completely hopeless, wondering if I was on the right track, um, wondering if I should even continue this whole psychic thing. Uh, you know how it is. You'll have friends who are like, get a real job. And you're like, this is a real job. You have no idea how draining this is and how wonderful it is at the same time. Like, so I was just feeling really depressed and upset. And, um, and I was talking to my angels and guides about it. And I very clearly heard them say, go take a walk. I'm like, I don't feel like taking a walk. They're like, go take a walk. I'm like, I really, so this argument in my head lasted probably a good 20 minutes. So finally I'm like, fine, I'll take a walk. So put on my shoes, 
stomped downstairs angrily because like I didn't feel for going for a stupid walk. I'd already taken one in the morning. So like really angels, that's the best you got. Take a walk. I'm hopeless and upset about everything. And you're telling me take a walk. So I, so <laughs> you sound I, like me. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're not all light and love people. <laughs> like we get into it with our spirit guides and angels too. So went outside and lo and behold, swarms of butterflies. Oh, swarms wow. of them. It was the most magical thing. And as I went for a walk around my neighborhood, I actually started to cry and get really emotional because they were everywhere. And I had found out later, and, and, and this went on actually for three or four days. And I had found out later that there was a butterfly migration from Mexico making its way through California. And I just happened to be in one of the cities that these beautiful butterflies were going through. So, wow. um, and I'm getting chills thinking about that again, but that was a huge sign from spirit. Like that, I could not have felt more comforted if an angel itself had formed right in front of me and given me a mm. hug. Like just the, the, the power of that experience and the emotional comfort and almost like even a sense of heaviness that I got out of it, just, just beyond words. I think that is really cool. I think one of the weirdest signs I got, and have you ever, here, here's an example, because I don't actually think this was a sign. I think maybe it was more of me picking up on, on something before it happens, but only seeing it in hindsight. I don't know if you've ever right. had that happen. Oh, yeah. So, so leading up to the start of COVID, so way back in 2019, which seems like 10 lifetimes ago. It does, um, doesn't it? Totally does. I was getting really weird by like September, October. Like I thought I was going crazy because I didn't want to touch people. I didn't want to touch surfaces when I would go out. I was washing my hands obsessively. I bought a like a, a like a, a mask and I put it in my backpack for no reason really. And like all these things were happening all the time. And like I, it, I thought I was losing it. Like I didn't want anyone close to me. I didn't want to hug people out in public. Like nothing felt like I was suffocating every time I was in a restaurant, like just weird things like that. And that only made sense later. <laughs> like it was right. kind of, you know, and so I think sometimes we can really um, pick up on not just signs, but also trends of energy of things that are happening in the world. And I know many, many people over the last um, like three months, but especially the last four weeks, a lot of people have been feeling this overwhelmed, intense, all over the place, can't yeah. focus, can't ground anxiety. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of an example of everybody picking up on, you know, the energy of the world or the shifts or changes that are happening in the world. I saw somebody in the chat here ask if their loved one is okay. And I just want to take a minute if that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> To say that um, regardless of how somebody passes away or when or how it happens or why it happens, they're always instantaneously um, in a state of peace with full awareness of their life on Earth. So nobody's ever not OK when they pass away and nobody's ever stuck. Nobody's ever not knowing that they've passed. It doesn't matter how traumatic their passing was. I can promise you that everybody is okay and everyone is also around their loved ones on earth. So if you're ever wondering, is my loved one there with me? The answer is always yes. Are they okay? The answer is always yes. So please don't um, allow that to take that worry to take up space in your heart because I can promise you that no one gets left behind. The universe is a much more loving place than, that, than it seems most of the time. 
Yeah. And that can be hard to remember that the universe is loving because we look at the world right now. We're like, how can a loving universe allow all this weirdness to happen? Yeah. And it's because of free will. It is. And that and also like bigger picture, everything in the universe is moving towards its highest point of light. Right. And so mm. we are um, the nature is society is. And that's not an, an easy process because in order for something to get lighter, the darkness has to also become lighter. And darkness does not enjoy that process. Darkness is like, give me more darkness. But because everything is on this continuum of, of ascension, for lack of a better word, not to sound too new agey, but uh, on this continuum of, continuum of ascension, um, everything is in that process. And so when we get to a point where big things need to shift, where big darknesses need to become lighter, that be becomes very uncomfortable comfortable for everybody and you know right. everybody who's part of any kind of society anyway, anyway well and that's why there's that saying that healing is messy because it yeah. is healing yeah. is messy healing hurts yeah. yeah healing hurts and and when you're going through that healing process um there's all sorts of you know those those inner demons that you have yes. to face yeah. and you know we're kind of doing that right now as a collective and everyone's like, I didn't sign up for this. It's like, well, if you're a light worker, you kind of did. <laughs> I don't in like my, it either. <laughs> in my next life, I want to come back as like a hair follicle. Hair follicle. <laughs> Something that just lies there and gets complimented all day. and <laughs> doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> Where I'm at. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, um, no, you were talking about all the weirdness that happened with um you know pre-covid 2019 and i have a story that i wanted to share too um right. as far as that goes so in november of 2019 i decided i was going to thoroughly clean the bathroom and i had noticed that there were some mold spots growing in the bathtub which is mm -hmm. uh disgusting and nobody wants that so i was like i'm gonna watch some youtube videos and i'm gonna take care of this yeah so I went over to the store and, um, you know, picked up the bleach and got to the N95 masks, loaded my cart with all of them, and then stopped and was like, what am I doing? I don't need all these masks. And I kid you not, like I had this five minute argument with myself in my head about why I didn't need all those masks. And then I start compromising with myself. Like, look, I just need this one time to clear off some mold. Like, why am I... Why am I trying to, why am I trying to bogart all these, all these masks? So, they look you know, like I, toilet paper in the moment or something. <laughs> oh my God. I have a funny toilet paper story too. <laughs> like I was fully protected when this whole thing happened. Yeah. Um, so anyways, finally put some of them back and I'm compromising with myself. Okay. I'll just keep, I'll just keep five of them. It's like, no, I need more of them. It's like, I don't need more of them. Like, this is not that big of a mold problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a few, uh, few years, a few months later, when, you know, the N95 masks were the masks to have and no one could get them, I was just like, oh my gosh. And I had, um, I had two of them. And I was afraid to wear them in public though, because, <laughs> you know, at that point, everyone was like, donate your N95 masks, you know, to, to, you know, hospitals and whatnot. And, um, I actually did not do that because I was like, well, what if I have to go to the hospital? Like if this <laughs> thing's really as bad as everyone's saying. So I gave one of them to a friend of mine who was a therapist. And then, um, I held on to the other one for myself. Cause I'm like, you're not getting my N95 mask. Do you know what I went through to get this? <laughs> like, do, do you know the emotional mental tournament I went through months ago for this? Um, 
And then the toilet paper story is kind of funny. So just like a week or two weeks before everyone lost their mind over toilet paper, um, I had this funny incident where I went to Target and the toilet paper was on sale. Mm -hmm. And if you bought like this certain brand, which happened to be my brand, so super excited about that, you would get a $5 gift card. Oh, wow. So I was like all excited. I'm like, and that's the thing about me. Like I get ridiculously excited when I can save money on household products. Like I'll pay full price for a computer, but man, if I can save that five bucks on toilet paper, I am gold. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's weird. So I get all excited when I save money on household supplies. So anyways, um, you know, so hooked myself up with some toilet paper because of those $5 gift cards. And then as if that wasn't good enough, I went home, was cruising Amazon, as I so often do, and toilet paper was on sale there, too. And I'm like, booyah, yeah, I'm going to get this toilet paper for super cheap. (laughs) So I did, and it got to my house just a couple days before everyone lost their mind about toilet paper. So while everyone else was, like, unable to find it, I had, like, a good amount of it in my garage, in my bedroom, and yeah, like there was an evil part of me that was like, I wonder if I should go toilet paper someone's house. Like, you know? oh no, just kidding. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's 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 funny how spirit finds ways to take care of you because yeah, I I had the mask that I needed, and I also had the toilet paper, <laughs> and um, and I had just signed up for um some type of meal delivery service before all of this happened. And I was on their plan. So I was able to get my meals and everything just fine. And people who tried to sign up, you know, right after the pandemic hit hit and the, the stores were running out of food, they weren't able to get on the list for this particular place because they had already maxed out how mm. many people they could deliver to. So, so yeah, I, um, I ended up getting everything I need because I'm, I'm obsessive and I'm cheap. <laughs> You know, I have to say that the sales in the U.S. sound much better than the sales we have in Canada. <laughs> what kind of sales do you guys get? Um, <laughs> you almost don't want to mention it. It's, here's it's that one bad. Sent off this flat screen television, or like, you know, like no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm um, like that's terrifying. Like, that's not good. For a pack of toilet paper, I was like, that's amazing. I know, um, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was so excited. <laughs> I know that would be phenomenal. No, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen a sale like that. Um, no, we 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 get like here's fifty cents off this loaf of bread, which is great, <laughs> but not as exciting, I guess. <laughs> so, okay, so um, so by the way, guys, um, I'm fighting a cold, so if you hear me go a little silent, it's because I'm going off <laughs> my microphone so I can take care of the throat issues or other issues that I've got going on. So if you're like, why did why did the talker suddenly become silent? It's because I'm dealing with cold stuff. That's it. That's all. That'll do it every time. Every <laughs> <It will>. time. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, I drugged myself up with some, you know, with some um, Walmart brand... Uh, cold medicine so i don't it on sale did you buy 1200 boxes of it <laughs> it was on sale i did not buy 1200 boxes on it and the reason it was this brand and not name brand is because they were out of the name brand so got you know, it you get what you get 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, Candace is saying couponing is way harder in Canada. Oh, it's like impossible. I, I because there's like laws and limitations and and all of that. I think people tried it when that that show was on TV way back when. Right. Yeah, and I think that Canada saw it coming because I think even in that moment there was like no way to make it happen. You know what's funny is I I actually don't like couponing. Like I'll look for sales. Mm. But couponing drives me up the wall and it's because I grew up with a father who was super cheap mm-hmm. and would not buy anything unless it was on sale and there was a coupon. So I I grew up basically eating like the worst bologna sandwiches and just top ramen, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, for me, couponing is just, um, that's like, that's helped me. But sales, sales and $5 yeah. gift cards, I'm all about that. One time my mom came home when I was a teenager with some random object and I was like, oh, what's that? She's like, I don't know, but it was on sale. And I was like, (laughs) what is it for? She's like, I think it's for like a computer or like an office or something. (laughs) It was was like this weird plastic folding thing. (laughs) Like, I don't know. The mystery was never solved. I don't think it was. I think it was just like this. It became like this decoration (laughs) on the desk. And uh, never to be used. It was funny. <laughs> that is funny. So let's see. Well, it's funny how we're on this conversation about like uh, coupons because it's kind of overtaken our chat. <laughs> <laughs> we all we are all in this highly spiritual community. We are all very opinionated on coupons, <laughs> and Apparently. it's all good. I love it. <laughs> I think th- I, I have to say this must be the weirdest conversation I've ever done or been a part of when I've done something like this. And I'm all for it. I think it's great. You know, I'm guiding that because we like to keep it real. (laughs) As we should. As As we should. We We can't all sit on a mountaintop smelling like kale, can we? (laughs) We need to keep it. Oh my gosh. That does not sound like fun. No. That's not my kind of life. (laughs) No, me But, you know, no offense to people who love to smell like kale. (laughs) It's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Too peaceful. Let's be honest. So getting back on track, uh, Brianna Lee is saying, having a lot of dreams about escaping situations and dangers. Now, going back to what Matthew said earlier, we do need more context to be able to interpret dreams, but we're going to go ahead and dive into this a little bit as best as we can. She says, it's always a situation where a lot of strangers are involved. I seem to have these frequently. Any advice? So immediately when I'm reading that, the first thing that I'm thinking is is anxiety and fear, mm-hmm. right? Because when we're, when we're escaping something, it's usually something that we're afraid of. I think the other side of that, though, the other side of that coin is that you are escaping, right? So you you may fear being trapped in the dream or fear being harmed, but you actually aren't. You're actually escape. You are actually moving out of the situation. So that would be what I'd be looking at. To me, this is, um, you know, maybe your subconscious is bringing your attention to feeling unsafe. And it doesn't have to mean that what you're running from in the dream is what you're afraid of in reality in your waking life. It may just be a symbol for that. And so I would be looking at things like, do you feel safe in the ground that you stand on within your life? Do you feel like you have the confidence to know that you can get through anything that comes your way. And those would be the questions that I would be asking, I think, um, to see how how that resonates with you. I also think we can get dreams that come in in patterns like that, or they can come 
repeatedly over a period of time to show us what is going on within our life. So is there something happening within your life that you feel is constrictive or isn't good for you? And I would say maybe the dream could also be to do with that. Yeah. I kind of have this, um, the sense that this could actually be about the collective because she's saying it's mm -hmm. a lot of strangers. And yeah. so I feel like this, this could possibly be about the collective and what we're all dealing with on a world level. And a lot of us wonder if things are ever going to get better. Like, is this, is, is this our new normal? And so I believe that in her dream where she's escaping, it's showing that no, the collective is actually elevating out of this, mm -hmm. but it's, it's probably going to take some time. And so I think yeah. that with her having the repeating dream, um, like you were saying, it's, it's spirit's way, or it's even her subconscious mind's way or higher self's way of letting her know, like, you're not going to stay in danger. Like you're not yeah. going to stay in this high stress situation. You are escaping, but it's a process. And mm -hmm. so you're not out of the woods yet, but you're, but you are getting there. So. Yeah, <clears throat> no, she, I think that's a great interpretation. Thank you. And mm -hmm. she says right here, um, some dreams I'm not escaping instead just waking up. Well, that's still, even that is significant because when we talk about someone who is awakening, it's a spiritual awakening. So I think even that, like you awakening from your dream that you're trying to escape, even that is symbolic. Mm -hmm. Very so that's much. How so. I would, yeah, that's how I would look at that. Um, <clears throat> so Brianna saying, thank you so much. You are very, very welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> that's a great question i like that one that was cool yeah so what do you think like i'm, I'm gonna kind of switch gears here a little bit um you know when it comes to one of the things that you and i have talked about um i think it was a couple weeks ago about how <clears throat> intuitive people are starting to feel a little jittery mm -hmm. like something something else is on the way there's another yeah. wave of something and we're all kind of um getting a little <laughs> nervous because we don't know what that other thing is and so first yeah. of all i want to say to this audience because i know we have a highly intuitive audience mm -hmm. um if you're feeling that weird agitation almost like i want to say almost like there's there's a small electric current flowing through yeah. you and causing some type of nervousness or anxiety you're not alone all of my psychic friends that I've spoken to are feeling the same way. So what are some tips that people can dive into when they're feeling this way and they they kind of need to figure out ways to ground themselves out of it? What can they what can they do? Sure. So I think I think the best way to answer this is to understand, like to talk a little bit about why it's happening or what's happening. So yeah. when the world gets really weird out there energetically and it starts to make you feel really weird. So it can only ping on or create challenging feelings when it resonates with you. And for it to resonate with you, it means that there's something within you that is in common with whatever's happening externally to you. So if there's things that you haven't worked through yet, if there's stones right. left unturned in your healing journey, that may be the shakeup that you're feeling. And, and the reason I say that is because even though it's been crazy and challenging and difficult, um, we are in the ego death part of the healing path of society at this time. And so it's going to rattle all the things within you that, that you're uncomfortable about, uh, the things that you haven't yet had a chance to address and things like that. So the, the, the 
best way through it is to use it as an opportunity. Um, when you start to feel that ungrounded and that weird, um, imagine that being like a bobber sitting on water, you know, and it starts going. Yeah. So, you know, there's a fish on the line. There's something below the surface that is um, being stirred up. And so using that as an opportunity to to go within yourself and say, OK, well, what am what am I missing in this? Um, in this healing journey that I'm going through? Or is there something coming up to be released or what have you? And you will most likely, um, you will most likely find something at that time. Outside of that, I think it's just taking care of yourself, making sure you're grounding yourself, taking um, downtime for yourself, getting the rest that you need as much as possible, maintaining strong boundaries. But the biggest thing is to ask, okay, something's going on out there. It's stirring up something in here. What is within me that is coming up to be looked at and and then taking the time to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things that you do um, monthly is mm -hmm. you offer meditation and reading um, yeah. events online. So I'd imagine that what you just said kind of comes up <laughs> in the reading part. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, I'd love to learn more about your meditation and readings. Ah. How can people sign up for them? What, it, what do they involve? I mean, the name is kind of obvious, but you can tell us a little bit more about <laughs> Meditation how it's formulated. <laughs> the knitting circle. Um, no, uh, I, I would sign up for that. Oh my god, I so would sign. <laughs> I knit all the time. Um, I'm like a, a 98 year old granny caught in a 36 year old male body. Um, so, but it works. It works. So we don't um, judge. <laughs> no, thank God. Um, so yeah, so meditation message night. So during the meditation part, I actually channel a guided meditation. So I don't rewrite it in advance. I don't know what's going to happen until literally it starts coming out of my mouth. And even then, spirit inspires me like thought by thought or concept by concept or sentence by sentence sometimes when I'm doing those. It's always with the intention of bringing healing, rebalancing and peace to the, the people who are in the event. So everyone can put on their headphones. I tune into spirit. I bring a meditation through that that is designed to bring in healing. The feedback on it has been a phenomenal that people have big emotional releases that they feel very grounded and peaceful afterwards, that they feel solid again and yeah. things like that, sometimes emotional. Um, and then right after we're done that, we take a quick break and I come back and then I do messages. So I bring through, you know, spirit messages. I'm an evidential medium. So I'll describe the person as they're coming forward. Somebody in the chat claims it. the message comes through. And then I'll also take time to answer people's questions. So if somebody wants to know if they're grandmother has a message or if Bob down the streets in love with them, then I can <laughs> totally do that. And I just go to as many people as I can before I've just tapped out. Um, and, and it's a lot of fun. There's one this Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because there there's it's not just about meditating in the circle or receiving messages. It truly is about healing. And that's what mediumship yeah. is about. Yeah. And it's, it's about healing, rebalancing, connecting with spirit directly as well. So the, the meditation part is you're connecting with, with spirit. And, and all I'm doing is facilitating it and giving you a sort of journey, for lack of a better word, to find those messages and that information and that healing. But really, it is your spirit guides, your angels, your loved ones stepping in through that right. process to bring you peace. 
Yeah. And then I also want to tell people, um, be sure that you're following Matthew Stapley on his Facebook page, because that's actually where you're going to get the notifications um, for these different events. He also posts, um, you post pretty much daily and you post very inspirational things. Like you're a very oh. good writer. So I love it when you post oh. your poems and your short stories and even just your, um, your short little blurbs. Like you had one this morning that was really motivational and you know, as I was scrolling, it was one of those things that got me to stop. And I was like, oh, this just kind of gets me in the feels in a good way. <laughs> good. I'm happy. Yeah, I really love the community that um, has developed on my Facebook page and, and just seeing uh, people supporting each other and what they're going through and people opening up and, and knowing that it's a safe space to do so. It started out just to be about like readings and mediumship. And now it's grown into some whole other really amazing place that I feel truly honored to get to be a part of it. So um, if anyone is interested in meeting like a whole whack of really cool people, uh, <laughs> definitely follow my page for sure. Right. Um, so going back to earlier when we were talking about, because um, we did miss a question that I didn't want to address that was in the chat. So we were talking earlier about how um, the collective is is of intuitives is feeling mm -hmm. antsy and, you know, we are feeling like something is coming up. So Roseanne asks, why does the feeling get stronger at night? And I know a lot of people experience this where at yeah. night when you're trying to go to bed, like that's where it really hits. So why she'd like to know, why is that? So, so this could be one of two things. So I notice the second the sun goes down, the world feels really friggin' weird. So if you're feeling that, Roseanne, when you find out, I want you to send me an email and tell me why that is, because I honestly don't know. But if it is as you're falling asleep, then that's different. And, and that can be because your mind is not as as alert so you kind of enter a bit of a neither here nor there with the dream world state right and so you become more sensitive and more aware so i think it really just depends on on which after dark you're talking about <laughs> right right yeah and and i think that um one of the reasons that the feeling gets stronger at night um especially before you're well because at night that's usually when we're winding down it's usually when we're winding down. It's usually when we don't have as many distractions. Yeah. And so it's where our mind starts thinking about maybe the things that we didn't get done earlier in the day or all the things that we have to do tomorrow. And as we kind of enter that state of contemplating our lives, that anxiety about everything else starts to creep in mm -hmm. because we've kind of given it a doorway to do so. So when yes. we don't have those distractions, like we're not working, we're not tending to the kids, we're not, um, you Living know, playing with our dogs. We're not, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not working out to some great music. Yeah. That's when, that's when our mind is actually quiet enough for those mm -hmm. feelings to really come to the surface and say, Hey, pay attention. Yes, <laughs> I'm here. Much so, yeah, <laughs> so um, so one of the things that actually came up earlier in the chat, and it's it's far too up to scroll, is someone was asking how they can lean into that feeling to to maybe get more information out of it. Like, how can they know what that feeling is associated with when it comes up? Sure. So sitting in it is the important part. So yeah. when the feeling comes up, identify it. Is it sadness, fear, anxiety, anger, frustration? etc. And what you want to do when you identify it is start off by saying, okay, is this immediately mine, right? Is this immediately mine? Did something happen today or yesterday 
that would be bringing these feelings up? If the answer is yes, then process that experience. If the answer is no, then we know that this is something that's really below the surface. And so um, going in a little bit deeper, see the, the, the last time that you remember uh, feeling that way when something happened to cause that feeling to happen, right? So uh, whether it's, you know, unrequited love or sadness or disappointment or fear, anger, whatever, see what the last memory was and then go to the memory before that and before that right until you get to the first time you ever remember feeling that way in your entire life. And as you're going through that, what you want to do is call in healing energy. You want to bring peace to it. You want to bring balance to it. I think our present selves are the perfect person to heal our past selves because we can see things that our past self couldn't see. Our future self is the perfect person to heal us because they can see all the things that we in this moment don't see. Um, And so just taking time to sit in it and to bring peace to it, to understand that whatever was hurting you at that time is something that you completely survived and, and, and allowing yourself to feel the relief of that, maybe even sending words of encouragement to your younger self or whatever um, could be very helpful. But I think these are some of the ways that we can sit in that difficulty. And when we sit in it with the idea of bringing healing to it or light to it, we are in the process of transmutation or transcendence. We're moving beyond it. And it's not instant, but it's worth it. It's worth the effort for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really glad that you mentioned that it's not instant because so many of us want it to be instant. Oh, of course um, we do. Are you kidding? Yeah. I want it to be instant. Yeah, <laughs> same. Well, I mean, I have this cold and so I did a healing meditation earlier today and I'm like, hey, hey I'm still sick. It didn't <laughs> work. <going> <laughs> yeah, I, totally. I did the affirmations. I still have a stuffy nose. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, and I, I think that that's... Honestly, I, I think most people are, are like that. I mean, if you think about the way that our world is, it's built on the ideas of efficiency, um, which is a whole other, that would be an entire other show um, of, of <laughs> we could talk about what's wrong with our society. But, uh, you know, I think that we're so used to having um, opportunities for things to happen instantly or immediately and to get our results immediately. But um, I think some blessings are instantaneous and they're beautiful and they're wonderful and they're amazing. But I think a lot of the things that we truly cherish in our lives are things that actually took time to develop. And and healing is certainly one of those things. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing too is like it, it <clears throat> energy takes a while to build up, whether you're yeah. wanting to work on your psychic development or you want to manifest something. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's the same when it comes to our healing journeys, it takes a while for yes. that energy to build up oh, to totally. get us there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, like for anyone who's done any healing work or shadow work in the past, you know how intense that is. Right. And oh, so yeah. you really want all of it done instantaneously because I don't think most people would survive that. That would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be terrible. So Bri has an interesting um, question or, or, um, comment. She says, I have a difficult time knowing when I'm channeling something or coming into contact with a loved one. Hmm. I would say that they could be the same thing, to be honest. I think if you are channeling something in terms of information, then I think, you know, looking at what that is could resonate as a loved one or not. I think if you're channeling healing energy, it may very well be coming from your loved one. The only difference between bringing through something as a reading or bringing through something as any other type of energy like healing or whatever is that 
the 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 way that we receive it when it's a message is information it's energy in the form of information whereas healing energy is energy in the form of of adjustment or resolution and so um it really just depends i would say at the end of the day whatever the end result is of the channeling or the message should tell you where it's coming from right and then also you want to set the intention for what it is that you want to channel do you want to connect with yeah. someone on the other side do you want to connect with an angel do you want to connect with another cosmic being because yeah. you have more authority over this than you probably think you do and spirit oh. is really good at um at honoring your requests mm -hmm. and honoring who you're allowing to come through at that moment Very um so. yeah so we are coming to the end of our show that, uh, you know, what a, what a fun conversation. We talked about signs from spirit. We talked about toilet paper. We talked about Coupon. <laughs> coupons. Sales <laughs> difference between the U.S. and Canada. Yes. <laughs> Hair follicles, knitting. It was great. It was, it was, you know, we, we literally talked, we, we talked about as many topics as we could. We felt like this was, this was an action packed hour. It was. I had a really great time, actually. Like we've. I. I hope that you will invite me back someday. You know, I would talk to you forever, all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> but you, you know, your your questions from the viewers have been really, really good and very insightful. And um, I think that we're definitely in good company in terms of weird and spiritual. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a very intuitive audience here. So mm. I love their questions and their comments. And yeah, they're very, I mean, we're very, very lucky and blessed yeah. and fortunate to have um, such a, such a supportive audience. Who, yeah, um, very much so. Yeah. So everyone, be sure that you go follow Matthew Stapley as the Canadian psychic, or you can put down um, Matthew Stapley in, you know, Facebook search, he should come up. <laughs> so follow him on Facebook, but he does his handle is a uh, Canadian psychic on Instagram. You're on Twitter, right? Um, like not really, like officially, oh, okay. but no. Officially, uh, yeah, because I know I followed you there, but I'm not yeah, on Twitter anymore. Mostly so Facebook, really and and when I do my free live readings every Monday night, I'm on Facebook and TikTok for that. Gotcha, awesome. Yeah, so be sure you follow him on Facebook, and you'll get more um, insights to his meditations and messages. And when he's holding them, you can sign up for those. It's very affordable. And um, I know that you will have a great time. So Matthew, thank you so much for joining me thank today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This was so much fun. So we'll definitely have to have you back soon. Awesome. Sounds good. You have a good <laughs> night and good night to everybody else. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, everyone. So that concludes our show. Thank you so much for being here with us. And hey, can you do me a favor? Regardless of where you're watching this or where you're listening to this broadcast, can you be sure that you give it a like, but also leave a comment when you do things like that? It really helps the network to expand. It helps people to know like, hey, this is a great show. You should listen to it. But you know what it also does? So many people feel alone on their spiritual path. And when they say, see other people engaging in this type of content, it encourages them to engage as well. And they don't feel so alone. So when you are liking these type of videos and radio shows, you're encouraging other people to step into their best spiritual self and to join a community. And that's really what this is. At the UPRN Network, at Guiding Echoes, we are a community and we want to support you on your spiritual and psychic path because it is exciting and we want to see you grow. We want you to feel supported because when you're growing, when you feel supported, 
it becomes fun. It doesn't feel like a chore. So be sure that you are leaving the comments that you're telling people about us. We really appreciate your support. So coming up next is Into the Night with Sean Kelly. He has a great show for you today. And again, you are tuned into the UPRN network. There are so many fantastic shows on this station. So you want to be sure to take the time to check them out. Thank you again so much for watching. And we will talk to you next Tuesday, where we're going to talk about coming out of the spiritual closet. Ooh. So be sure that you join me next week for that. Take care. Bye-bye.